Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an insightful interview on a specific topic in board game design to help you design and create games people love. And now, here's your host, Gabe Barrett. What's up, my friends? Welcome to the Board Game Design Lab. Today, we're talking about reviews. We're talking uh, with Lance Meister, also known as the Undead Viking, a guy that's been doing reviews for a, a very long time. We're going to get into his bio in just a minute, and we can hear the number of reviews he's put out. But uh, Lance is a guy that, that's been doing some really cool stuff. He's one of my go-to guys as far as when I'm trying to figure out if a game is any good or not or how it works. And so, Lance, really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I, I, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, and asking. Otherwise, obviously, I wouldn't be here. So, <laughs> but uh, and you live in Honduras. You yeah. just told me that. So, what 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 is what is Honduras like for the board game world? Well, uh, it's not great. It's actually yeah. one of the reasons I started this podcast because I was so. Uh, just kind of needing something because, I mean, I've got a little shelf of games. It's right over here. There's like 10 games on it. And it's just whatever, whatever I've been able to fit in my suitcase whenever I go back to the States. Uh, but, you know, most of the people I know speak Spanish, uh, and they always speak a little bit of English. And I speak some Spanish, but nowhere near enough to communicate, like, the concepts or the mechanisms in a game. And so, you know, a lot of it's just me and my wife playing games and uh, this was, this podcast was a way for me to kind of help out and reach out to the community and talk about stuff. And, and I love game design. I really love I love designing games more than I love playing games. Mm. And so this was just a, a really interesting idea I had one time a, a while back. And I thought, well, let's just try it. And it's just taken off. A lot of people uh, have really been enjoying the show. And so, yeah, Honduras is not a great board game scene. And so I, I do this <laughs> to uh, supplement it. No, well, kudos to you, man, for for filling in that gap. And and um, hey, well, what's the what's the post office like? Oh, oh, down in Honduras, are they good? I mean, if I mean, you don't really if you order something, you don't get it, or is it? Yeah, okay. So I've looked into that. What I've been told is that there are post offices, but it's like kind of like a PO box system. Like, there's no such thing as like a mailman bringing mail to your house. Like my, ad, like, I don't even have an address. My address is literally the yellow house on the corner near the soccer field across from the horse field. That is literally my address with the government. Like every time I fill out stuff for the government, for my residency, for whatever, I have to write out that whole thing and put the town I live in and put yellow house corn, all this. It's, so, you know, there's no such thing as like me backing a Kickstarter and then receiving it in the mail. Uh, I would have to send it to I a friend. I would love to see that address on a Kickstarter. Yellow house by the horse field. If you've if you reached the green barn, you've gone too far. Okay, literally, see. and like when I have, like I had a piece of furniture delivered the other day from a store in in the in the capital, and that, like they they literally hand you a blank sheet of paper and say, "Draw us a map to your house," and you have to write <laughs> out things, and you have to kind of like draw this little makeshift map so the guys will know like where to deliver uh, your stuff, and so it's just kind of. It's kind of crazy, man. Uh, it, it's good people, good weather. You know, a lot of things I love about this place. But uh, yeah, I'm never going to receive a board game. Oh, okay. I, well, well, that's too bad. But anyway, okay. So <laughs> sorry, sorry to overtake take over your question and answer. No Jerry. worries, man. And and let's just give some people uh, your bio, just in case they've never seen a review, never heard of the Undead Viking. Uh, just kind of give me some of your background and how you got involved and what you do now. Uh, well, uh, I guess. It's it's kind of weirdly it's kind of the same kind of the same situation you did but not exactly if you will uh so I'm I'm a lifelong gamer um like I mean everybody had that 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 cupboard full of board games when you were a kid and I remember playing those games and I remember really enjoying those um but 
Uh, I remember like the the, the, the kind of like the big moment for me was when my older brother introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons and I realized there was like games that that like weren't, you know, like your monopolies and, and, and your paydays and, you know, and, 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 you know, just those games that everybody had in their cupboard. And so it kind of opened my mind, you know, to to this alternative gaming, if you will. And uh, and so I was always kind of big into role playing games. That's my go to. If I if I have a choice between playing a board game or role playing game, I, I'll play the role playing game first. It's just it's, that's my bread and butter. Um, there were definitely board games I played with my friends as I grew up. Um, you know, there was obviously like games like Talisman that we played a lot of. Um, you know, I'm trying to like there was like I remember the old Kings and things. Uh, you know, things like that where we played those. I remember Dragon magazines would have board games within them. You know the the, the middle part of it that you could pull out and and have to play and, and stuff like that. Um, but the big thing for me was actually that got me into the board game world more uh, was the fact that um, after 35 years of life and, you know, just no serious commitments you know, other than a job, um, you know, my girlfriend, uh, now wife, uh, told me that she was pregnant and, you know, we had to move to a, a, a larger area and like, and then I had a child, I had a, I had a little girl and, um, and so then all of a sudden it was one of those things where, you know, like you don't have as much time anymore. And plus all my gaming group buddies, which I'm very blessed that the guys that I played games with when I was like eight years old, I still play games with today. Um, it's like pretty much the same game group for almost four decades. And uh, but all of us got older and we got wives and we got children and like all of a sudden we don't have 10 hours on a Saturday to sit down and play Dungeons and Dragons anymore. And so I was starting to look for an outlet. What could I find? What could I you know, look for? What could I track down that we could play in a shorter period of time that we could play together and be fun? And and uh, and so actually I stumbled upon Arkham Horror. I was like just digging through stuff and I, I found that and I and I found a place in locally that I could pick it up and buy it. Invited all my buddies over. We sat down, played it. The rule book was way over our heads we were just like trying to figure it out and that that was like the second edition or first edition arkham horror from fantasy flight and um that was a horrible rule book i mean they'll even admit that it was a horrible rule book but you know we we but still despite the fact that we had no clue what we we're doing probably got half the rules wrong and we ended up losing you know the world got destroyed we all had a blast and we thought it was amazing and so then we kept playing that and then i started looking for other games and things like that and as luck would have it, like I was on Board Game Geek, as like a lot of people, the first time you go to Board Game Geek, the website, you look at that and you're like, oh my gosh, it's just <laughs> this giant spreadsheet. And you look at it now, and it's just it's just awful yeah. compared to you know something. And like you know the the the, the redesign. I'm lucky enough to call uh, Scott Alden a friend, um, the guy who, who guy who the the guy who runs it, and uh, and he's just saying you know it's just like we'd love to do a redesign, but. You know, it's such a dinosaur. You know, people, people like the people that have it, they just they rebel against that change of like any kind of modernization of it. And it's kind of like a weird, um, like a weird test. It's like a good litmus test. Oh, you really like board games? Well, here's the number one website. Let's yeah. see how much you like board games. You right. know, so so it's like you you have this website that, but but I remember digging through there and finding other games, and then I remember somebody mentioned this weird little website that no longer exists, mind you. It was this website called Posy.com, and there was this place that basically every once in a while it was attached to a 
toy store in Michigan, and every once in a while they would have a uh, a board game like like really really cheap for like an hour. Like you could like pick up a game like like you know sixty percent off, and it wasn't like a like a throwaway game either. It was like you know like Runebound, you know like a, the old school Runebound from Fantasy Flight. You could pick it up for twenty five dollars. You know it was just like oh my gosh, you know get it quick, you know. And so I remember, and then they had a message board, and I kind of started hanging on that message board a little more friendly. You know, less people there. There was about thirty people that were pretty pretty on there a lot, and um and the one the. P- people that ran that that site that ran that that toy store he just reached out and asked people would would anybody be willing to like write some reviews for us and i was i was i just was in that like when anybody gets in this hobby they're like just all of a sudden they see all those games that they can play and all the games that they want to try yeah and they just run out of time mm-hmm. you know that like it's just time and i remember like I'd be up late, you know, feeding my daughter. Um, I worked nights. My wife worked mornings. So, like, you know, it was it was when I come home at nine. It was my job to take care of my daughter until she was finally down for the night. So I had all this downtime where I had this like girl in my arms, you know, feeding her, making sure she was, you know, not so fussy and everything like that, and letting my wife sleep. And uh, and I remember I like I would just be cruising the web and like looking at board games and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? I can write some stuff. I can write reviews. And so I just started writing reviews. And then this, the guy who ran it, he liked what I wrote and he posted it on his site and then he would give me free games. He's like, Hey, can you write a review on this? And he was trying to get people kind of interested in going to that site and, and being interested in like, you know, just buying more stuff from that company. And then eventually that folded, it just kind of died off and it went away. And, but then I had, I had started transcribing the stuff I wrote there and putting it on Board Game Geek, and I kind of got a little bit of a following just because of my written reviews. And eventually, like after I saw that, like Scott Nicholson uh, was was doing videos and Tom Vassell was doing videos, and there was one other guy, and I can't, I I, I always I can picture him, and I've looked for his reviews, but I, there was like basically three other people that were doing video reviews at that time. And then when I decided I made my first video, I was like, you know, I can do this. You know, I got a cheap camera. You know, I didn't even have a tripod. I set it up on like some books and a stack. You know, <laughs> just like it was yeah. horrible. And it was like, and that was back when if you wanted to post on YouTube, like you could make a ten minute video. That was that was the maximum you could. Like they wouldn't let you do anything longer than that. And which did not go over well for me because I talk a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> I have been talking for like the last ten minutes now, and uh, so it was tough for me. But. I just started making these videos and and be, and I will say this and I will probably say it a few more times you know before I die is that the reason why I am as successful as I am now if you want to deem whatever I do as a success the reason why I'm is because I started when I did I did it when there were there were four fish in in the pond you know and and there and 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 you know and I was one of the first people there and since I made my first video, yes, my videos have gotten better, but I have seen people that have asked me for advice or anything like that take the video genre for uh, making reviews and have made it made their, their videos are so much better than mine. They're, they're like the like the quality of the video, the audio, the animation, the, all the stuff that they put into it are so great. I am still the talking head guy. I sit down, I say, hey, here's the game. Here's a quick intro. Let me show you how to play. That'll take me about 15, 20 minutes, maybe longer depending on the game. And then I'm going to give you like a 10, 15 minute wrap up. Thankfully, for whatever reason, people like the way I do it. They they like the fact that um, the, 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 one of the best compliments I ever got was 
I, I know like when I when I sit down and listen to you, it's like I it's like it's it's the interjection of my personal stories and things like that. And they said it's just it's like it's like I'm sitting there and listening to a friend talk to me. You yeah. know, and so I and that was like a really, really good compliment. I will never have hundred and fifty thousand subscribers like the Dice Tower. I will never I will never have the level of, of I mean, if I, if I took the time to like actually make a good video, like like with with animation and like really really good editing and really good really good sound, maybe I would. Maybe maybe I'd be more polished, but I just don't, you know, because I've always said I'm just going to do this how I want to do it. And I remember at the very beginning when I did it, everybody was like, everybody was making like eight, ten, twelve minute videos. That's what people made, but my videos were like forty mm-hmm. minutes long, fifty minutes long, sometimes over an hour, and they'd be like, I can't sit there and watch this. And I'd say, okay, well then don't. Right. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a video to to make you happy. I'm making the video to make me happy. And luckily enough, like I said, I I, I got some success. Um, I got noticed. I, um, you know, obviously, you know, I got to that point where, you know, publishers were reaching out to me, asking me if I'd be interested in looking at their games, which is always cool. Um, I'll say this to anybody who's thinking about reviewing games: it's really really cool to get free games. I'll say that all day long. There is nothing not cool about getting free games. However, I'm looking over here at the wreck that is my family room that my, and then, and every time my wife walks down the stairs and sees this, I know it's just like nails on a chalkboard for, cause there's probably, and once again, people are going to say, Oh, you poor baby. And I'm going right. to say, I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I agree a thousand percent. I shouldn't be complaining, but I'm looking over here and I'm, I have roughly probably 2000 games over here. Just eight, you're consuming, my family room yeah. because my game room is completely full and that's because people just send me stuff and they send me stuff all the time and which is really really cool they think i'm I, they think i my voice and my reach and my interest level in the games is 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 important enough for them to give me uh these things and i and i really appreciate that and um but it's it, it, Scott Nicholson once described it as, you know, a, 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 a fire hose direct a fire hose of games directed at your front door. Yeah. You can't keep up with it. You you, you absolutely can't. Uh, maybe I do need an address that is the, 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 the greenhouse uh, <laughs> by the soccer field be, yeah. be behind the <laughs> behind the evergreen tree. Yeah. But it, but it, but if but if you're by the, the 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 cockroach farm, you you've gone too far, you know, because so then I, I get less. But I mean, so ultimately and I'll try to wrap this up and I apologize for how long this went, but um, ultimately what happened is, is that I, I kept doing it. And I kept doing it. And it was always a side job. And then uh, as luck would have it, I got offered a job within the industry. Uh, I now work for a publisher, tasty minstrel games. Uh, I, I now do that full time. I was able to quit my job in finance that I had worked um, in for like 16 years uh, and, uh, and I was able to, you know, and that's coming up on a year now. Actually, I think we just hit, actually, I just realized that I've been with the company of, right. You <laughs> right now, I just realized I, 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 have been with Taste Mitchell games now for a year. And so I, and I just really haven't looked back. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, you know, I mean, um, my grandfather once said, find something you love to do and then trick somebody into paying you to do it. <laughs> right. And then, and and I I did that. I, I figured that out. So, um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, my my videos uh, have have uh, kind of moved away from I, I host a weekly show now on Google Hangouts called the Alum Boom. I just found out today that what's really cool because we do actually transform it into a podcast as well. Um, you can find it on iTunes, obviously, but um, uh, that uh, Richard Ham Rado, it's one of only two podcasts he listens to, which I thought was really cool because yeah. we don't. I didn't. I didn't think we actually had that many viewers, but apparently people like it's it's just, it's me and three to six other uh, board game media personalities that just get together on Wednesday nights and we just talk about whatever's bugging us, whatever we think is cool, the games we've played and stuff like that, and that's so. If I've played recent games, that's when I review them. I talk to people. It's like, hey, have you, hey, you know, did you play Mechs versus Minions? Yeah, okay, let's talk about Mechs versus Minions for 45 minutes. And so we kind of have a situation where we have a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different people talking about those games together. And um, and most of the videos that I do now are Kickstarter videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, people um, that are. Uh, you know, that have a game that is going to be on Kickstarter that they're trying to promote, they're trying to get funding. Um, they reach out to me. They ask me if I'd be interested in doing those videos. And uh, I contract out my time uh, to them and I make a video for them. And, and hopefully I can help them get, uh, you know, their game published and, and out there. So uh, that's a decade, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I for a while I did a lot of my videos on Vimeo. Because Vimeo, which, you know, Vimeo, what's that? <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, Vimeo was the, the, like, for, like, the briefest of moments, there were there were YouTube's competition. And one of the things Vimeo had was you could pay them, I think it was, like, seven bucks a month. Or uh, or if, if you were feeling uh, uh, daffy, you could pay them, I think it was, like, 50 bucks for the year or something like that. And then uh, you'd, you could have any length of video you wanted. Uh, and and also HD, they they went HD before YouTube did, mm-hmm. and so um and so yeah so I did a lot of videos on Vimeo, uh, which are still out there. Every once in a while, it's funny I get I, I'll get an email about once every two months about somebody who subscribed to me on on Vimeo. I just I kind of giggle about that whenever mm-hmm. that happens. Uh, but um yeah, and then and then once uh, YouTube uh, relaxed their, uh, draconian measures of keeping you underneath 10 minutes, which is by the way, quick, quick, uh, I'm going to, you probably maybe have a question or two, or maybe want me to shut up, but, um, uh, quick little, uh, anecdote. The reason why Scott Nicholson had, had a leg up on some and I say this about the man, I, I, I adore him. Uh, I believe he is the godfather of, 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 of the board game review. Um, obviously Tom, uh, who I consider a friend as well. Uh, I mean, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But no, I'm sure he does. But uh, you know, Tom's a great guy, and he and his he is prolific and wonderful in what he does. And but um, Scott Nicholson, in my opinion, was was is the best. He 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 created the best videos. He he added uh, a human touch along with um, an exemplary style. But he had a leg up on all of us because he was an educator. And basically, he had a .edu mm-hmm. uh, 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 email, and so if you were an educator back then, YouTube would allow you to upload any length of video you wanted because theoretically, you could use those videos in your classroom. Right. And so, and so that jerk, you know, <laughs> he 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 had that leg up on us. But um, yeah, eventually we were able to uh, go back to having any length of video we wanted on YouTube, and and I just never looked back. Obviously. Yeah. So there, I'll stop talking. Yeah. Well, okay. So. 10 years worth of stuff. Let me, I just want to pick out one main thing that I heard you say, and it, it reminded me of this saying, it says comparison is the thief of joy. 
You know, so many people, they look at designers, they look at reviewers, they look at whatever, and they say, man, I just want to be like that. I, I wish mm. I had 2,000 games sitting in my living room. You know, but that's, again, when you start comparing, you start taking the joy out of life. It's not about it's not about you being the next Tom Vassell. It's not about this podcast being the next Ludology or whatever game design podcast. It's about saying, this is what I love. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do the best of my ability. And if I have 10 people that listen or watch, or if I have a million people that listen or watch, that's awesome. Because ultimately this is about me being able to share a passion, share something that I love with other people. And and that's what it's really about. And I I feel like that's, that's kind of the same place that you, you came from. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. I am absolutely going to steal that. You, yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Right. I have never I have never heard that before. I am I'm because totally, there are totally times when I will look over and and like I said, the, there's the funny thing about this this hobby, right? The funny thing about this hobby is is that to us it's huge. We look at all yeah. these games that come out. We look at all of these things that are created. We get look at all of these the stuff that goes on you know and like and then if you look at you know just any other media you look at you look at you look at books you look at records you look at movies you look at tv shows you look at you know all these other things that people could be doing as a hobby in their downtime that you know in comparison to what we do it's it's so huge compared yeah. to board games. I mean, you you'll go to Gen Con, you'll look around, you're like, "Holy cow, there's like there's like 80,000 people here, you know?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "This is this is immense. This is crazy how big this is." And then when in comparison, you know, not in comparison to like 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 video games, it's like it's nothing. It's nothing. I mean, it's like publishers like get excited if they have a 5,000 print run of a game sold right. out. If you made a video game and it sold 5,000 copies, <laughs> your ass would be on the sidewalk the next day. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, there's no comparison. So we talk so big about this, this, what we do, and that's not to downplay what we do. It, it, it's important. It's like what we're, what we're, you know, uh, what, what we love and what we are excited about. But, you know, it's so, it's so tiny. I, my son will watch, like a video uh, that some parents put together of just their kids playing with some game. Yeah. And it'll have like 7 million views. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm, like, and I'm just like, oh my God. You know, and it's I, awful. You know, it's so bad. My kids do the same thing. They'll watch these little little toys and people talking in weird voices and stuff. And it's like, what is this garbage? 2 million views? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like, yeah, because, you know, it's just it's the markets there. Right. But I will totally say I will say this. I catch myself all the time of looking at like like other people. I still do. I still do. Like I'll I'll I'll, you know, I'll 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 see Rodney uh, from Watch It Played and he and I will hang out and talk. We'll have a beer or something like that. And then I'll remember that, like, you know, he's just got, you know, these he's got all these people that like, you know, like so many more people compared to me that, that watch his stuff and, and, and whatever. And you saw like, I'm minor compared to him, you know? And it's just, but you can't do that. I mean, you, you'll catch yourself doing it over and over again. Um, but yeah, you just, you, you can't do it. Or otherwise you'll just, you'll want to, you want to curl up into a ball, you know? And it's just, you, you, and, and the thing is, is that I'll say this, and this isn't me trying to be a, a, a braggart or anything like that. Like at the end of the day, I will, you know, you know, I, I have a situation where, you know, if like I had joined, you know, like the Dice Tower Network or something, or if I had maybe like stop, like not, 
done Kickstarter games like I did and 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 stayed with what's hot, you know, the big new game and make sure I get that video out right then and there, you know, and and so it's it's out there and 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 so people can um you know, I'll get tons of views because, like, I just I, I I post my Gloomhaven video before anybody else did, or something yeah. like that. You know, if if I had had that 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 mentality about it, maybe I would have um maybe I would have had been bigger. You know, um, but ultimately, like, I've made the decisions that I made in 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 this this pattern or in this 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 uh, direction that I've gone, and so. When and if the day comes when I when I hang it up and I no longer do any more videos and I no longer do reviews and, and I and I just I don't do it anymore, I'll be able to look at it and I'll say, Well, this is me. I, I did it. I, I like I didn't I didn't I didn't do it for anybody else. I didn't change the way I do it for anybody else. I didn't uh you know, I I, I can just look at it and say whether I've got one subscriber or, you know, twenty thousand, uh, I mean I earned every single one of them. Yeah. And so I, I'm kind of proud of that, you know, and, and I have to kind of, and that's the way I keep myself a little kind of measured, if you will, and try to like, you know, make sure that I don't, like I said, you know, like you say, the, the like, comparison is the thief of joy, which yeah. is an excellent comment. That, that is, that is, that is perfect. Yeah, man. Go ahead so. to help. And it's kind of the Frank Sinatra test. It's like, I did it my way. You know, like, did I try to do it for everybody else and try to do what was popular or what was trendy or hot or whatever, or did I do it? the way I wanted to do it, the way I loved it, the way I was passionate about. I think, you know, it's life is just better when you travel down that road as opposed to trying to live up to somebody else's expectations or what they want you to do and all that. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just better. So like over the years, how many reviews do you think you've done? And give me just a ballpark number. Uh, it's gotta be around a thousand. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, the Vimeo stuff, I don't know how many, I, I haven't gotten checked. The, the written stuff that I did for the guy's website from a long time ago. I mean, those are all gone. Yeah. Um, you know, I was never able to transcribe them all over, uh, you know, by, you know, in time, you know, before they shut down the, the message board where they were posted. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's around, it's around a thousand, maybe less. I mean, but it's, yeah. it's close. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I try to get one or two done a week, you know, and uh, and sometimes I get more, sometimes I get less, and like, and you know, and plus then you, I have the weekly show, and like, you know, we review probably three, four games there too. So I mean, I, it's just all kind of you know subjective in a weird way too. I mean, yeah. the 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 amount of media that's out there, you know, for now for board games compared to like, you know, I said like, you know, I mean, now there's tons of video reviewers out there and which is good. I mean, or, or I shouldn't even say video reviewers. There's tons of reviewers out there. There's tons of people doing board game media, podcasts, you know, Instagram stuff, all that stuff. The more the merrier I say, you know, I mean, yes, it does make it tougher for somebody new to start off because there's such a swath of options. Um, and it's tough for people to get going. Uh, but I think if they have the mentality you have where it's just like, well, you know what, if I get, a hundred downloads on my podcast in, in a month. And you know what, that's a hundred people that, that, you know, didn't know me from Adam yesterday, right. but, but, but thought enough of me to, to take a look. And so, and they should be proud of that. You should be proud of, um, a dear friend of mine. Uh, he, he has a, 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 a video review series called just got played. And it's, it's the, the premise is, is that they, they do the video right after the first play. They, they, him and him and his buddy and another guy, they'll play a game. They get done playing it the very first time. Maybe they got some rules wrong. Who knows, but they review it 
bam, right there. Sometimes they're like live at a bar and they just played a game in a bar and they review it there. You know, so it's like it's weird. And and he all he, he asked me like kind of the same thing. He's like he's like ah, I just you know I wish I wish I could get more traction or whatever. And I was just like, well, you know, you either will or you won't. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of it's kind of weird how how. YouTube works and internet works. I mean, I said, if you're really worried about it, I said, then make sure you get every single game as quickly as possible. And the moment you get that game, unwrap it, pull it out, play it, and then post your video within like six hours, because yeah. that's, that's, I mean, ultimately if that, that's what you have to do. I mean, um, Jeremy uh, and, and David over at uh, man versus meeple. I yeah. mean, it's just like, Jeremy knows exactly what he needs to do. And David, for that matter, no, they know exactly what they need to do to like remain at the top of people's watch list. And that's, you know, making sure they have fresh content available immediately. And and that's what they do. And 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 there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want, if that's what you and you have the drive and and the determination to do that, I say go for it. Do it. I can't. I mean, my Joel Eddy drive through review, who in my opinion probably does the best reviews uh, of anybody out there right now. Um, and and once again, good friend. Uh, he killed himself like three or four Gen Cons in a row. He set himself up with like 90 meetings with people racing to booth and back and doing these little quick four or five minute videos at each one. Somebody's like, hey, here's this new cool game we got. Cool. Awesome. You know, I room with him at Gen Con. He would like get like three hours worth of video. He'd race back to the hotel room, upload it all to his you know thing. And he was he was driving himself. He was sick one year. He had a horrible sinus infection, but he was he just loaded himself up with antibiotics and and just went for it. And I was just like, no effing way I would ever do that. I was yeah. just like, that. that is just like, you know, and he's like, oh, I just, you know, I got to do this. You know, this is for my, like, Kickstarter and this. And I was like, that's cool, man. You go for it. But I was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that doesn't sound like fun at all to me, you know. And, and but you know what? It shows, man. He, he had a lot of drive. And he has an excellent uh uh review channel. And, and he does very well for himself. So, I mean, with it, you know, so, I mean. It's it's what you there is truth. The more you put into something, the more you'll get out. Yeah, definitely. And again, it goes back to what you enjoy doing. Because I'm assuming that he, in some way, enjoyed 90 meetings and flying around and doing this and doing that. And it's no different than if you're playing a sport. Like so many people think, oh, I wish I could be a professional athlete. No, you really don't. Because of what those people have to go through to do all that, I don't I don't know that you that people understand that. Or being an actor or being a whatever it is. Like you never, you, all you see are the highlights, but you never see the behind the scenes, you know? And so if you really enjoy the behind the scenes stuff, go for it. But why, why do you think there are so many reviewers? Why do you think, uh, reviews have become so important now in the, in the industry as it is? I mean, you throw a rock, you can probably find tons of different answers to that question. I think, I think it's a combination, and I'm, I'm once again, uh, I'm not. None of these are a negative, in my opinion. Yes, you could find negatives here, but I'm not seeing any of these as negatives. Um, it's people that, uh, you know, just they, they're, they're in love with the hobby. This, this hobby uh, creates people that are. Um, they might not be a type A personality about anything else in their life, but they're a type A personality about their their yeah. board games. Um, they're point. just they're just like you know, it's like I gotta I, I log into Board Game Geek first thing every morning. I check every single one. I mean, yeah. I remember I used to do that. I used to cruise Board Game Geek all day long. I just don't have time. I can't do it anymore. It, it's just you know, and um, you know, but but the, you know, I know people who do that. Um, there are people that 
They seriously want the fame. I mean, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I will fully admit the first time I went to Gen Con ever was after I'd been doing reviews for about five years. And I had many, many people come up and shake my hand and, 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 and introduce themselves and just tell me thank you for the reviews. And I got a giant, huge head about it. I will fully admit it. It was like you can only have – if you have a like if you have 100 strangers come up to you and, and tell you you're awesome over the course of four days, it's tough not to – you know, feel like you're awesome. Yeah. So uh, I definitely got, uh, you know, my wife was more than willing to to knock me off my perch when I got home. But, you know, and, and just like uh, how, what a, what a, what a jackass I was once I got, once I got home. But that's her job. Um, that's what our spouses yeah, do yeah. for us. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, so there is, there is a fame factor. There is a, a, a level of, of of you know just recognition and 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 you know and and who does if you get told that you are awesome uh people are you know it just it, it, it obviously it's it feels good right yeah. you know it feels good that people want to tell you that they think you're pretty cool um and then uh, i uh they want the free stuff i mean like i said there's there i will never say that getting getting games for free isn't cool because it sure as heck is especially when like some giant box from cool mini or not shows up with you know like the base game and all the little expansions or whatever they send me and you know, yeah I, you know i'm looking at you know four hundred dollars of the plastic and i didn't have to pay a penny for it and, yeah. and that sounds like i'm bragging and i really hope I, people don't take that get that impression but i will be the first person to admit that is super cool yeah. but you know and and for you to want to be able to get in on that and and get into that 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 stream you know i mean i it's you know that, and I've had many reviewers say that's the reason why I'm doing it. I can't afford to buy all these games, so if I put in an extra twenty hours a week, you know, apart from my real job, you know, think about it that way. I, I, that's a pretty way to think of it, actually, because if you work forty hours a week at your job, and and you know you make what X amount of money, but then you know, and then your salary, you know, like you make $50,000 a year or whatever, you know, or whatever, you know, but and if you're putting 20 hours more into researching games, playing them, reviewing them, well, I mean, that's, that's half your salary, right? You know what I mean? Cause you're adding another 20 hours to your work week. So if you figure that out, it is kind of like, Hey, I'm spending this time. I'm doing this. I'm getting this free game back. Now, I'll be the first one to admit that, like, the amount of time it takes to put together a review and everything else, you know, it, it, for it's in a $60 board game. I mean, there's no real comparison. I mean, it's just, um, you know, so, but, you know, if, but the thing is, is that the vast majority of, of reviewers, they aren't doing it for anything other than the passion they have yeah. for it. Um, you know, and the big thing about, uh, the big thing about that, I think that, uh, that, that why there's so many reviewers is just because of the proliferation of like the top 10, like faces out there and how many reviews are out there and how much media is out there. And ultimately people like are looking at it and they're seeing, and it's like, well, wait a minute, I have like, a, a video camera or I, or, or for that matter, I have a phone, I yeah. have an iPad, you know? And, uh, you know, and I have that exact same game, you yeah. know, and I have a table where I could put it there. You know, how tough would this be? You know, all I got to do is just sit here and, you know, talk about it and, and give me my thoughts and, and, you know, and it's, it's not, 
tough to do. You can have a YouTube channel set up in five minutes, you know, I mean, it's like you, and you can start uploading immediately. So I think it's, it's the fact that people are, you know, all those reasons. And, and mostly I'm going to say because of the passion they have for the, the hobby and in combined, combined with, uh, you know, the fact that it, it's, it's not, you know, you don't have to have a, a $2,000 setup, you know, to like, you know, with lights and, yeah. and, you know, all these, all this equipment, you, you can just, you can roll with it. Cause I mean, people have the necessary technology most likely in front of them already. Yeah. And I think what you, I mean, you're talking about the cost of entry is so low, but it's also so low in general for games. I mean, to make a video game, that's a crazy cost to make a board game is really not that expensive overall. If you look at other media, which has created a ton, a ton, a ton of games now that are on the market. And so now video reviews are even more important because people, they don't know what to play. They've got a limited amount of time. And so they're saying, okay, I've got my game night and I can only play two or three games. So I want to make sure those are the best two or three games. And so then they go to reviewers to, to figure out what those are. And then that kind of like self-perpetuates uh, th- this whole process. You know, personally, I know, like I, I won't buy a game if it doesn't have reviews. Like if I go on Board Game Geek or YouTube, whatever, and I'll type in the name of the game and type review. And then if it doesn't have anything, I'm not going to buy it. Just like buying based on the box is is just ridiculous to me. Like I'm just not gonna do. It. I want to know how the game plays. I want to how long it really lasts. Number of players it really plays with, and all of those kind of things. And so, I think I think that's kind of where we are too. It, it's it's so cheap to get into this industry that now there's just there's just so much information. There's so many games, and there's now a lot of guys like you that are doing really good reviews that uh, kind of help the whole thing. But I think it kind of pushes it all forward as well it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy kind of situation <laughs> yeah no i agree I, I mean i agree it's it's um you know and that's and that's the big thing too is that you know people need you know uh, people people need that that information right i mean it's just they, i mean like one of the things is like if i'm thinking about buying a game and I'm, i don't know anything about it what I use more often than not uh, is I will go to Board Game Geek. I'll pull up the game and I'll check the comments actually because there's ratings and comments and like I read what other people say about the game because that little quick paragraph people will read write about it. You know, it's just like play this once at a convention, seemed really fiddly. You know, uh, you know this, that, and the other thing. I can get a feel for the game for from like, and I can read. And if it's if it's got like thirty comments in the game. I can read those in five minutes and I can, and I've, I have, I have been steered away from, you know, crap games, uh, you know, several times just from like, and there are people that, uh, you know, that I consider, you know, to, to know what they're talking about as far as the games are concerned. And I, I actually find that to be very, very useful. Unfortunately, people don't comment on games that much anymore. It used to be a big thing. People used to keep their, their, uh, their, their collections updated and their ratings updated and also their, their comments. But, um, so it, it's tougher now, but I remember that I still do that when I, when I see a game that I haven't heard about or that I'm interested in. Yeah. So walk me through your process. So the you know the game comes in the door, like what's next? How do you decide what to review? Then and kind of what do you do procedurally to make that happen? Well, um, as I said, I I, I do contract work, and like the vast majority of the videos I do now are all Kickstarter games. Uh, I'm usually contacted by a publisher. Um, a lot of publishers, I'm already you know I I we have an understanding or whatever. They're like, hey, do you have time available for this? Yes, sure, fine. Um. So a lot of a lot of what I what I, what happens is is that people contact me. They say I have this game. 
I will flat out ask them, can I see uh, – let me read the rules. They send me the rules. I read them. If it looks like a game that I would like, I'll say, okay, go ahead and send me the game. Uh, this is what I charge for my time in playing the game and making the review. If I don't like it, I'm not going to make a video for it because I don't want to tell anybody about a game that I don't – I mean there's there's two schools of thought here. So I'm going to – and I'm just going to try to break this down quickly. So there's a previews that people have for Kickstarters and there's reviews people have for Kickstarters. Now I – flat out review the games that I kickstart like like Rado does too. Mm-hmm. He he flat out just does a review of it. Now there's tons of people that do a great job doing previews, which it is not really a review. They just say, hey, here's the game, this is how it's played. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Yeah. You know, and, and 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 I understand the reason why they do that. Um it's exposure and it helps give people an idea of the game, but it also like doesn't offer any subjectivity. And then so because then they remove themselves from the idea that um, oh, I got paid money, so I'm going to say this game is really good because this guy paid me money. And I understand that, and I agree with that. I agree with the principle of that, and 100%. However, I get the game. I don't like it. I'll say, I can't do a review of this because I'm not going to say I like it. And I'm not going to do a preview. I'm not going to spend time to show you how to play the game. I don't like doing that. Yeah. So I say, here's your money back. And um, I used to send back their prototypes. I That's such a pain in the butt now. Uh, I, I just... I, I, that's part of the contract that I have with them. I was like, I won't be returning your, uh, you know, it's like I, I, I charge, I charge such a ridiculous amount of money to have to send the prototype back that nobody takes me up. On. <laughs> that, that's what I do. You yeah. know? So, so it's just like, I'll do it for a lot of money because I live fairly rurally, uh, in the town that I live in. It's a, it's about a 20 minute drive to the post office. And then it, there's always, doesn't matter where you go there. There's like about 30 to 40 minute line. Yeah. And I just, it's a giant, pain for me to take care of it um so uh so then i just refund their money i'll say thank you very much uh you know it wasn't my cup of tea and and then we move forward now if i like the game that's when i go through it i make sure i play it two or three times make sure i play it with at least at least i I make sure i play with my dot most of my games with my daughter several times but i always make sure i play once my gaming group at least once you know so i can play with a large number of people play with guys that have played the game for 30 you played been playing games for like 30 years and so I get their insight as well. I get their reactions to it. I don't. I don't take their opinions for my opinion, but I mean, I I, I gauge their reaction yeah. to it. I, I get a feel for how they're playing it, and then I just sit down. And I start making the review. A uh, review, if it's something, sometimes I can bang it out first try. That's pretty rare, but um, I'll sit down, get everything set up, and and then I'll go for it. Um, I've I've never written a script for any of my reviews ever. Um, I've, I've definitely done multiple upon multiple upon multiple takes until I get like intros and, and, and final thoughts that I like. Um, but it's just, uh, it's just not my style. I, 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 the whole reason I got at least semi successful in what I do is that people say that like, I, I'm very comfortable you know, in, in what I'm talking about and in what uh, – and it's very personable, I guess, is, is, is the word that people use. And so um, I'm never going to write it out. I'm not going to have a script. Yeah. Uh, I, I just – I hit I hit start and, and I go for it. And um, and, I, and, I, and I enjoy that. And, and so that's it. And I get done. I upload it. I send the, the link to the, the people. And as long as uh, I didn't screw up a rule incredibly horribly and they give me the thumbs up, I post it. And then I move on to the next game. Um, you know, ultimately it's you know, I mean, I get a fair number of requests. So there's lots of times when I'll say, well, unfortunately, I'm just you know, I've got six reviews I got to get done by the end of the month, and you're contacting me about a Kickstarter that's starting in three days, and you want me to do it. <laughs> right. So you know, I'll just 
not going to happen, you know. Uh, but um, you know, for the most part, like I said, I I've I have a pretty good working uh, uh, relationship with a lot of publishers now, and and they contact me well ahead of time. So yeah, let's talk about something you you just brought up. And this is something we actually talked about before the show. It was just kind of an interesting piece of this whole thing because some people get a little bit bent out of shape when they find out, oh, the, oh, you paid for this review. This review was paid for. But now the way I feel about it, you're providing a service. You're taking up a good bit of your time out of your day where you could be doing anything else. And you're helping somebody else make money. So exactly why wouldn't somebody get paid for this? And, and uh, it's one thing to buy a review to say, I'm going to give you X amount of money to tell people my game is good, whether you think it is or not, that is a whole different scenario and that is not okay. And that's garbage. But what you're saying you do is you go, Hey, I like this game, so I'm going to review it. Or I don't like this game. So here's your money back. And that's, in my opinion, that's a really good way to do it. But why do you think so many people get bent out of shape about the thing? Well, I wouldn't say they got bent out of shape. I will say this. I'll, I, I will, I will one. And I, and, and, and if you wanted to, they could definitely find there was a very large uh, thread on Board Game Geek that I was made aware of that I never really, I never stepped in, I never said anything about. But basically, uh, calling into question my credibility, yeah. and there, I have two things here. Uh, one, I completely understand where they were coming from as far as questioning uh, my 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 credibility or whatever. I, I get it. I understand why uh, it was done. I understand, um, you know, because ultimately I didn't have a disclaimer. Uh, on my video, I just never have. I just never, never felt felt there was a need for it. And and there's a huge, giant thing that is about um, like the FCC and all these things. And well, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand everything about it. Um, however, luckily, uh, YouTube actually does permit now a pop up to appear on your videos that just says this is paid promotion. So like I now I do that. So I and I just I still don't have a, and maybe I should. I don't know. I just I've never bothered. Like once again, I'm just I'm not. I, I don't do a lot of the video stuff with my videos as I as I do. But ultimately, in every single interview I've ever given, ever since I started, King, I've told every every single time I've said, when people have asked me flat out, I say I get paid I get paid for my time when I do a Kickstarter preview or a Kickstarter review. And so, because there was not that, because they had not seen any of the the, the interviews I'd given or anything like that. Um, they just they said, oh well, you know he's a shill, which which fine, you know I get it. I, I but judging from the evidence that they had in front of them, um, I can definitely see the conjecture that laid to that point. However, now here's the two things that really bugged me about it. One, not a single person who posted in that thread actually ever reached out to me personally via, and I'm easy to get a hold of. You can you can you I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Board Game Geek. I have an email that everybody knows. If you want to, if you take five seconds to look for it, you can find it. Yeah. You could reach out to me, and you could have said, hey. Explain yourself, and I would have had I would I would have called those people up. I would have said, "Let's have a conversation on the phone. Let's talk about it." And I would and, and I would just, but nobody did. They, but and they and there was a weird inherent expectation that I was supposed to pop into this thread on Board Game Geek, a website that I barely even touch anymore, and to go on there and have a discussion and talk to people about it. And I just wasn't going to do that. I, I I mean, I didn't find out about it until the thread was like eleven pages long. <laughs> yeah, and then I started looking in it, and I just I was like, you know what? This is just going to make me have a bad day. Right. So I just I just stopped. 
Second thing that was that was great, it was like right around the same time of Origins last year. It was when I found out about it, and I got there, and I was sitting at Origins. If you ever, I mean, obviously you're in Honduras, you, so you, you don't know, but if you ever get a chance to go to Origins, fantastic, laid back, but big convention. Love Origins, but I was sitting and there, I was sitting at North Market, which is this fabulous place you can go eat. It's right next to the convention store. It's got like twelve different rest, twelve, sixteen different restaurants, all in the same big giant area. And I was sitting there, and uh, Tom Vassell just walked up to me. He's like, hey, how you doing, bud? And I was like, oh, you know, hey, Tom. You know, and I was just like, you know, whatever. I was just sitting there trying to decide what I want to eat. And, and he just said, hey, are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, why are you asking? And he's like, ah, uh, I heard about the thread, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And, and he and I started talking. And then he just – he looked at me, and he said – he said, "You did the right thing by not saying anything." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I, I, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna like throw wood on the fire, you know, kind of thing." And he's like, "He's like, the bottom line," he said, "is, is that people are either going to, uh, people are either going going to think you're credible or not. They're they're either they're either going. They, but but he said everybody's made up their mind already. You're mm-hmm. not going to convince any anybody who thinks that your your opinion is for sale." Is going to continue thinking that your opinion is for sale. You're never going to convince them otherwise. And and he said, and the people, and he said, and that doesn't, but that doesn't matter. He said because the people that do uh, think that what you have to say and what you're, what you do is is credible and 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 enjoyable and worth it are going to continue to watch and watch what you do. And this is a guy that like, you know, I mean, like I said, it's like I, you know, he was. He's kind of like a you know a mentor, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And the fact that he came over and he took like he didn't have to. He just saw me standing there and he walked up and started talking to me. The fact that he did, like, really meant a lot, you know. And so I really appreciated that about it. And so and then after he said that, I mean, because I I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not a stone, you know. I mean, people are saying that I was a piece of crap, and I was like, oh, you know, I wish people didn't think I was a piece of crap, yeah. you know. But the fact that they did, the fact that he said that, and I thought about it, I was like. You know, that makes a hell of a lot of sense, you know, and I was just and I just said, well, OK, yeah, I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm still, you know, it bothers me a little bit. But oh, well, you know, I mean, right. I I know I I know that like I, I that when I sit down, and I tell talk about a game, I'm, I'm telling people what I honestly think about it. And and uh, and if they're going to believe me, they're going to believe me. If they're not, they're not. Um, I'll still get up in the morning and yeah. I'll, you know, and, 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 and it'll be OK. So. And uh, so, if anybody listens to this and and they want to discuss it with me personally, by all means, you know, reach out to me via Twitter or whatever, and and I will be happy to have a conversation about it and give you my personal opinion. If you wanted me to go further into it down there, and in in, in response to your idea of like getting paid for your time, I agree with that a thousand percent. I think it is ridiculous, and and I and and I will fully admit. That like the people, a lot of people that are in Kickstarter, they don't have a lot of money, they don't have money for promotion, and they will email me and they'll say, "I'd really like you to do a review for me." And I'll say, "Okay, well, here's what I charge for my time." And they're like, "Oh, well, I don't have any money." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry. If you <laughs> need me, I was like, if you need me to, you know, promote it via Twitter or like on my Facebook page or things like that." That's something I can do. That takes me ten minutes. I'm more than willing to spread the word of what you do. But if you want me to spend twenty, thirty hours of my life trying to get people to give you money, <laughs> right. I need to be compensated for it. Yeah. You know, so it's and as I what, the way I describe it is, if your boss called you and said, "I'm going to need you to work twenty extra hours this week, but I'm not going to pay you." Yeah. 
you tell them to go jump off a cliff. Right. (laughs) It's just like, so it's, and you know what? There are lots of reviewers out there right now that want that exposure. They want, they want to get their name on a a page somewhere on a Kickstarter page or on a, on a, on board game geek or wherever. And they want people to see what they do. And, they're willing to do it for free and that's fine. They can, and I'm not going to say that they shouldn't or, or whatever, but I will say that like, you know, I do think that you need to graduate to a point where you value your time and you, you, you inform people. It's like, even, even if it's, you know, even here's the thing. And even if it's like, like you say, I want 50 bucks, you know, which in my opinion is not nearly enough for your time. But maybe you maybe you say, OK, I need $50. The, the fact that you're just saying I want $50, first of all, gives you legitimacy. Yeah. Secondly, what it does is it's going to it's it's that weird little hurdle. It's that it's that weird little like like key that opens up the door that basically is going to kind of push away the people, the Kickstarters, the programs that. Once again, I'm sure there's tons of people out there that have all the best intentions in the world and they, they have Kickstarter games and whatever that that you know probably deserve to see the light of day, but they just don't have the funds to you know back it up to create or whatever. But the thing is is that you're gonna there's a lot of those people that just aren't taking it very seriously and they aren't taking you know, I I don't know how many times people contact me and it's like, I really like you to review this game. Oh, let me look up the game. You haven't even put it on board game geek yet. Right. How the number one place in the internet where somebody's going to go looking for more information about your game and you haven't even bothered, once it's on board game geek, contact me then. You know, I mean that you you're not serious. I mean it's right. just like it's just that that just drives me crazy. So when you when you when you put a little nominal charge for your time, you're gonna basically you're gonna cleave off a great deal of the people that you know just aren't serious, in my opinion, about about getting their their game published. Yeah. So I, and I think that's a, that's a good thing. But that's not to say if if you don't wanna if you just wanna do it for your passion uh, for for the industry and 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 you wanna do that, then I say go for it and keep doing it. But um you know I just I, I tell anybody that, you know, I, I get approached by people a lot um, about like, oh, you know, I want to make my YouTube channel bigger. How do I do it? And like and one of the first things I tell them is like I said, start valuing your time more. You know, I mean, right. um, you know, yeah, it's really cool that like um, you you want to help out all these small little projects that, that you know, and, and trying to get their Kickstarters published. But um, you need to start valuing your time and, 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 you know, and show them that, that you're a professional as well. So, but that's, like I said, I mean, it's, 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 we're still on a passion hobby. Yeah. And uh, if, if, you know, uh, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, maybe I shouldn't be telling anybody uh, <laughs> what they should be doing as far as that goes, you know, I, and I, and ultimately um, this long and rambling answer is that, like most time, most of the time, um, like you're just going to figure out what works for you, yeah. you know, as far as whatever it is. And, and then once, once you figure that out, go with it, you know, and, and, and be willing to change and be willing to adapt as, as, as the time goes on. Yeah. No, you bring up a lot of really good points there. You know, nobody has ever really changed their opinion based on something they read on Facebook in a, in a comment or something they read in a forum in a comment. No one ever read that and went, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. Let's be friends and go have lunch. Like that just doesn't happen. And mm-hmm. so when you in, interject yourself into that situation, you're right. All you do is make it worse and it's not going to change anybody's opinion one way or the other. So as, as creators, as designers, as reviewers, whoever you are, 
if you find yourself in a, in a storm like that, don't feel like you have to jump in and defend yourself and defend all this stuff because you, in the end, will probably just make things worse. Take a step back, assess everything, weigh it like you did. You looked at it, you weighed it out and said, okay, I see where they're coming from all that. But be real careful about jumping in the middle of it. And then you know, talking about having skin in the game. There's so much research, just scientific research that has proven if you charge just $1 for something, just a dollar, it makes somebody so much more likely to finish. Like if it's a, a class or an online course or whatever, just charging them a buck makes them so much li- more likely to finish it, to actually do the work, to do whatever, because they have skin in the game even at a dollar. And so like you're saying, if somebody's not even serious enough to want to pay anything for this or want to put their game on Board Game Geek, well, why why do I want to be a part of this project? Why do I want to help you? If it's not serious to you, why should it be serious to me is, is the way uh, that I look at it. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk Kickstarter reviews. You know, if somebody wants to uh, get you to review their game or look at their game before their Kickstarter campaign, uh, you know, to have it on the project page and all that, what what does that look like? Like, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about maybe some a couple of things, but give me like the do's and don'ts of that whole process as far as like when when should they contact you? How sh- what kind of a prototype and what kind of state should they send it to you in? You know. I assume you don't want them just to send you a bunch of print and play files where you have to, you know, create the whole thing and build it yourself, but kind of give me the do's and don'ts of, of sending a reviewer the prototype. Well, I mean, the big thing is time. I mean, you, you have to give any reviewer, you can't, you can't send them like I'll get, I'll get, I'll get contacted like, Oh, we're two weeks into our campaign. We're wondering if you'd be willing to do a review. And it's like, it's going to take you five days to get me the game. And then you're expecting me to like play it three or four times and then get a review up for you. And there's like maybe 14 days left of your campaign. So, I mean, at that point, if you're looking for a review, that's just not going to happen. I, I, there's no turnaround time that I can do that quickly. I guess in some cases where like the situation has come together, perfect timing, they've overnighted a game to me. I've had my gaming group set up and ready to go, and we've, like, powered through, like, several plays of a game that was, like, a shorter game, maybe a game that takes, like, 45 minutes or so, that we were able to play it three or four times where I feel comfortable in talking about the game, then that's, but usually, you know, I mean, and in my opinion, that's, you're kind of selling yourself short, because I'm not going to give you a cut rate on my time, in a lot of cases, I charge uh, a rush fee for that, you know, so it's just like I say, yeah, I can do this, but you're going to have to pay me X, you know, so, um, Give them time. I mean, I always say three weeks is like my minimum. You need to give. You need to get the game to me within three weeks before uh, the Kickstarter campaign goes live. That that that's best for me. Uh, more is obviously better. You know, I mean, so it's just one of those things where then I don't feel like I have to rush with the game. I don't have to cram a game down my uh, my buddy's throats and make sure that they you know play it x number of times. So that's uh, what works best. Now, as far as how the game looks, I don't do print and plays. I just won't. I mean, I it's just it's one of those things. I don't have a really good printer, and plus the whole process of like spending a few hours to like cut the game out and like you know get it set up and you know, whatever. And, and I, I did it for a few things towards the beginning, but I would go to like Kinkos to have them print it off and print it off nice. And then I would charge them whatever I, you know, my, for my time and doing that as well. And then even with charging for my time with that, it was, it, it was still just such a pain that I just, I just stopped doing that. I was just, you know, I, 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 I if you put the game together yourself, send it to me, 
Now, as far as what it looks like, I don't care what the prototype looks like. I mean, that that's a because the game plays. However, now obviously the game's going to be on a video, so I think it it behooves the person sending me the game to be sending me the the, the best prototype they possibly can because it needs to look nice. And and you know I can say a game's awesome, but if it's just a bunch of like blank squares and and you know and 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 wood colored cubes. Um, people are going to say, ah, that game doesn't look really good, you know, because people want to see what a game looks like as well. So, um, you know, the, as far as that goes, I mean, like the big thing for me is, is that, and this was, this, you know, was more of a problem in the past. I think now that, um, I mean, there's a few of us that, that kind of do this now. I mean, like there's, there's a, there's a few people out there besides myself that have kind of carved out a niche, as far as doing these Kickstarter videos, um, uh, Nick at Board Game Brawl, he does an excellent job. He he's he's he he does those. Um, you know, Tyler, uh, you know, the bearded meeple guy. I mean, he's kind of the same thing. You know, so like, there's a few of us out there that do it now, and uh, I think that, in my opinion, now people have kind of realized that it is like a, a, a contractual thing. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're paying somebody for their time. Now in the past I had people who would contact me and they would just want me to do a video and I would explain, well, you're taking time away from like my other job and my family. So I need to be compensated. And I got a little bit of friction from that. Like, like as far as, uh, the, the opinion that like, Oh, well you should be doing this for the passion or for the love of the game. And okay. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I'm not, I don't do that, you know, and it's just so, but recently now, usually like I would say at least half of the email requests I get. Um, well, and I, I, let me, let me back up. I would say 75% of the emails I get asking for my time to do a, a video, um, are either people that I've worked with before that said, Hey, you know, do you have time to work with me on this in, in the future? Yeah. You know, you know, okay. Sounds good. Or um, there are people that open up with, do you have availability during this time? And please tell me what your rate is uh, for working on it. Because so they're going into it knowing that, you know, there, there's an expense. And so and, and so, I mean, and that's I mean, you can you could say both sides. Is that good or bad? Well, I think it's good because people are just like kind of realizing that, yes, this is part of the industry and it's part of something that people do. Um but I will also say that, yes, I can see that it's, it's losing some of the magic, if you will. You know, I mean, like you, 10 years ago, the idea of um, somebody doing a video to be and being paid for doing that video would be just unheard of. And, and so it's just it's just one of those things where we are progressing uh, forward. You know, it's, it, the 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 paid for uh, like a video or paid for preview or whatever you want to call it um, is something that's very. Uh, commonplace in in other forms of media you know and it's but and so and and board games are just like we're in our renaissance if you will if if for lack of a better term so uh it's it's growing pains and it's understandings and and things that move forward actually you know not not to keep talking like i do but i remember um Jeremy Salinas and now David, him and David Waybright are Man versus Meeple, a fantastic program. I would, you know, if you haven't watched, I strongly suggest you do. But um, before Jeremy did that, he did uh, he did a, a show that was just Dragon Strike uh, components review, and and Jeremy and I became really good friends during that period of time when he first did those videos. And um, 
it's it, i remember he and i would t- we would talk on the phone and we would talk about games uh for like hours just him and i we would talk about the games and industry and i remember him and i have getting into very very heated arguments about what you should expect from a reviewer as far as you know any kind of disclosure or any kind of uh like uh, discussion or or what you know what you should expect from them because he had worked in the video game industry for for many years and he's like he's like the way the board game the board game industry handles the reviewers is just he's like it's a slap in the face if you tried to do that in the video game industry he said people would just laugh at you i mean it, it was just um like because he just pointed to all these video game publishing you know and admittedly video games are this huge industry obviously like it just completely uh dwarfs you know the 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 the, the, the board game industry but he was just you know he's like all of those big websites he said all of those big magazines everything those are all compensated reviews i mean those are all you know people going to them and saying we're going to buy you know tens of thousands of dollars of advertising in your in your in your uh, your magazine or your website or whatever and then you know and then we're going to need you to give us some reviews as well give us some 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 props or whatever and and you can say you know and that's one of those things too where when everybody's in on it, you know, you, you just kind of know what's going on type of thing. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's, it's weird that like, I do see, um, I, I mean, I don't think it's happening tomorrow or even a year from now, but I do see if the board game industry continues to grow, um, we are going to get, we're going to start, you know, diving into that pool a little more where, um, like where we have people, um, like you know Richard Ham, we have people like Tom Vassell and the Dice Tower people. We have people um, like uh, the Game Boy Geek, or even fairly recently, just like right now. I mean, like uh, the podcast, uh, the Secret of All. I mean, like Jamie Keegi uh, is that that's going to be his full time job. You know, doing a gaming podcast. You know, because of their success in their last Kickstarter. So I mean, we're getting into that weird moment now where people are starting to actually you know make a living. Uh, doing this, you know, and and more power to them for being able to monetize, you know, their their opinions and their passion and 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 their time. Awesome. Any other kind of like do's and don'ts as far as <laughs> uh, you know? You, you went off on the on the. T- it's, it's all good, man. I think you you provide a lot of really interesting insight on that. But you know, going back to the question, any other kind of do's and don'ts? Well, the big the big thing is is that if you if you have a Kickstarter game and you want you want it to to succeed, you have to get outside. You know, I I shouldn't say you have to because you definitely could do it without it. But in my opinion, you have to have some sort of outside opinion, uh, that some sort of media, some sort of creation that isn't just you, isn't just you saying, "Hey, this game's awesome, I made it." You know, yeah. You need to have uh, somebody outside, as long as you're not established. I mean, Coolman, you're not could you know throw crap on a shingle and say it's their new their new minis game and you know, they, they'd still get $500,000 for it. You know, it's just, you know, so, but if you're, if you, you, you're a fledgling designer, you're a fledgling publisher and you're trying to get your, 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 your information out there, you need to go out and, and get people to, to talk about your game for you. You need people to like, you know, spread the word. You need them to put their video up on their Facebook page and tweet about it and put it up on their YouTube page. And, and not just one, I mean, you need to reach out, you need to get, you know, two, three, four, five reviews up there. I mean, um, we're working on a, 
uh, we're working on a Kickstarter right now coming up in TMG, and like you know, we're loading up the reviews. I mean, it, it, we're we're lucky that the game was an established game that we're bringing over, so there's a, a breadth of reviews that people have made already. But we're still we're loading that up. We're we're putting you know six, seven, eight reviews on the page, you know, so people have multiple viewpoints, multiple options to go ahead and check out the game, and you know, and that's that's TMG. I mean, we've been around for a while. We've you know, we've had several successful Kickstarters and, you know, it, we, you know, the company has been around for, you know, coming up on nine years. So, um, and if you're just your first game, you have, I mean, you just have to, I mean, it's just that you can't expect uh, to be successful. The other big thing for me is, you know, as far as like, um, don't do it. Uh, people <laughs> that contact me that obviously are just, you know, I understand you're contacting 10, 15 reviewers or something like that. I get it. You know, it's you you're you've got kind of a form letter going like that. But for me, it's really ridiculous when like you contact me and say, I'm a big fan of your YouTube's channel, you know, and <laughs> and they and they say like um, or 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 here this I, I'm I'm a, I'm a you know, it's like, you know, dear undead Viking videos. OK, first of all, you've just you you're not even like saying that you're just saying, oh, what well, that's that's the YouTube channel page, yeah. you know. You know, it's like uh, we're we're a really big fan of your team. Well, anybody who's watched a fan <laughs> of me and knows that I'm not a team. I'm like one dude, you know. Yeah. And and then it's just like and you know we really liked your you know like descent video. Okay, that video I created was like from five years ago. Right. So you're just you're literally looking at the page. You're seeing what what videos have the most views, and you're just picking one and you're just mm -hmm. slotting it in. You know, I get it it's tough to like contact 15 or so people, but just take like the few extra steps just to be a little more connected, you know, and just like to say, you know, just like, you know, because, you know, it, it, it doesn't immediately say I won't work with you, but to me, I, it's just, it, if a person just contacts me and just say like, and, and it's just a personable thing, like I just got done sending out a, a newsletter for TMG and like, I don't, I don't send that out as like, you know, corporate you know dude sending out a newsletter about about a company i sent it out like i would send somebody a message i yeah. try to make it personable i try to make it like friendly and i try to make it like you know me just talking to my buddies type of thing and 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 just so if you i think if you take that extra step just to kind of make it sound like you're a human being emailing me and asking me about if i have time to work with you then i'm i'm more inclined to respond to you i mean like you know like today i i've got you know i've i've received several requests already today you know and i'm not saying that to brag but it's just it's one of those things where it's like there's a lot of people i don't even bother responding to because you know i just like i got a lot of time you know always provide the rules uh, that's another thing like so because the, the amount of emails back and forth cut those down you know like two two minimum so like if you contact me and all you say is yeah i got a game coming out i was wondering if you like want to review it you haven't told me th and i get that <laughs> You haven't told me a name. You haven't given me a picture of your game. You haven't told me anything about it. You're just asking if I'm interested. Well, you know, why? Why why wouldn't you say, you know, there's 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 too much information, there's too little. It's, yeah. it's you know, and so when you contact me and you say, "Hey, here's my game. Here's a link to the Facebook page where you can find a bunch of information, and here's a here's a PDF of the rules that you can read." Because the first thing that I always ask is, "Let me see the rules," because, yeah. and then I will take I will take some time out of my day and I will read those rules, and because usually you can get a feel for how the game is going to play. I've 
you know, at this stage in my life, I've probably played between a thousand to fifteen hundred games. I, as I'm reading the rules, I usually get a feel for how that game is going to play. You know, and then and then if I think it's something I'm interested in, that's when I'm that's when I'll say, all right, here are my terms. Here's how you how how you contract out for my time. You know, go ahead and send me the game. You know, and then and then I'll play it. And if I like it, I'll make a video. If I don't like it, I'll give you your money back. And I, but I don't send prototypes back anymore. I used to do that a lot. I just don't do it anymore because that's another big pain in the the tukas. So I also tell people it's like don't send me your like you know four hundred and fifty dollar prototype full of like ultra rare minis that yeah. you put together. So that's that. I mean, that was, that's kind of my big thing. You know, it's just it's like you know know that you're asking somebody for their time. And, and move forward from that point, I guess. Yeah, most valuable resource we have. Yeah, it's and it's it's the only resource you can't get back. Yeah, I mean you, no you can you can get money back. You can you you can get you can get food back. You can get all anything material. The one finite resource each of us have is our time. And and I might lo- I love playing games. I do. I love playing new games. I love you know I I love the idea that this is this is an idea that somebody has created and they've put together and they've they've and they've sent it to me and now it's sitting on my table and like the, the journey that game has taken from the creation in that person's mind to like the the, the putting it together the hours of play testing all the different people that they put that game in front of and they they jammed away at that as hard as they can and then they created it and they put it together and they put it in a box and they sent it to me i mean i i'm weird that i like think about things like that a lot i just think about like the journey of things you know the fact that like when you see a dude walking down the street like you think about their life story from like the moment they were born to like the moment I've seen that mm-hmm. person. It's like, that's, that's an amazing story. I'll never know that story, but that person's got an amazing story full yeah. of all kinds of crazy things. So I think about stuff like that. And I think, so when I sit down and I put that game in front of me and I play it, like I really respect, and this sounds, this sounds cheesy and this sounds all, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you know, the feels, if you will, but I really respect the journey that it's taken that game to get to my table. And, and I, and I, and I really look forward to playing it, but, um, you know, it's still, it's still a job, right. And, and it's still, it's still something that I'm passionate about, but I have, you know, I mean, there, there's other things in my life that also, you know, take precedence, you know, and just yeah. like things like that. So, I mean, so there you go. I mean, that's, I hope that that's a really long-winded answer to that very simple question. It's all good, man. Lance, man, really appreciate your time. Really appreciate your insight and just the advice and all these on all these different uh, topics, or really one main topic. But uh, <laughs> you know, we, we we traveled down some different paths, which is really good. I, you know, I think I think people I think people are going to get a lot of uh, really useful information out of this. And actually, right now we're going to head over into the bonus round. I want to hear your thoughts on where the industry is headed. Something you mentioned during the podcast, you know, some ideas, but. I want to get your thoughts on that. And so uh, if you're looking for that and you're listening to this, head on over to the, the website, boardgamedesignlab.com. You can check out all the bonus material and some really cool resources over there. So, Lance, good luck with everything you got going on. Good luck with TMG. I'm excited about this stuff they've got coming out. And, again, thanks for your time. Thank you, man. I really, really had fun. Thanks for listening. Find all sorts of game design resources, bonus material, and chances to win free games at BoardGameDesignLab.com. And until next time, keep designing, keep playtesting, and keep creating great games.
Did I mention keep playtesting? 